Listening to the family cast, you're listening to the family cast. Hey. Profane. Sacrilege. What are you playing in this church? Hey, cheers, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to the family cast. Food and music is life, yes? I'm your host, Chef JK, and I'm a punk rocker. So let's talk about how food and music intersect in our lives, shall we? Let's dig in. Look it, it's my good friend, Tyler, one of my chefs calling, sorry. (laughs) You gotta take it, you Um, gotta take it. I know, I'm like, eh, it's not, this can't be anything that important yet. Just yet, I hope. We'll see, if they call back three times, then then you know. Yeah, then you hit pause. Yeah, here we are in the studio with Tyler from multiple things, multiple things, but most, yep. most recently and, and uh, most well-known for probably Beer Savage. Um, and then we'll get into all, uh, the other stuff that you've also done and made, made a name for yourself with. But uh, sure. do you want to tell the fine folks kind of what Beer Savage is and how you came into that? Yeah. Um... Well, I'll kind of give a little backstory. So I was working with um, with Active Ride Shop for a really long time. And mm-hmm. in around 2009, um, the whole craft beer scene kind of started doing its fun little deal. And especially in San Diego and just Southern California in general. And I just, I was out at a winery with my wife and I was like, hey, like, well, this wine stuff's fun, but what about beer? There's not like this like experience for the beer guy because yeah. usually that guy's you know, your, your rad blue collar individual that just gets off, you know, a job like out in the construction zone and or the mechanic shop and grabs a 30 rack and just crushes beers on the weekend. I'm like, that's, that's kind of fun. Like, well, that guy's kind of a savage. I'm all about, I'm all beer savage. That's fun. So I bought the domain name thinking I was going to buy and sell a bunch of these things. And, (laughs) and then, um, and I was like, gosh, it'd be really cool to do a, uh, a craft beer movement, if you will, something profound and just funny. So I was like, here's a, an idea to have an all-inclusive beer program where anyone can be involved and it doesn't matter what you like, how you like, or you know how many you like and where you're drinking it. It's a matter that you're all connected at the same point of having, having a beer together. Because a lot of people like craft beer, some people don't. People just want to drink dad's beer, which is mm-hmm. totally rad. I mean, I like it either way. So that was kind of the, the start of it. And it was just kind of this fun side project on top of um, working with Active. Mm-hmm. And it kind of just grew into this kind of idea that like anyone was connected through the graphic that I had drawn and it was them telling me how they enjoy beer so I started getting all these messages like hey I'm drinking this and I'm in Colorado or yeah east and I like this so it was kind of cool to uh, have it a you tell me program and then Mm -hmm. I was like well from there we'll just make a couple shirts and active brought them in and that was kind of the start of the the apparel side of things yeah so is it apparel company or like a community of beer drinkers or online presence like how, how was that like in 2009 as far as starting a company like this like a like um, like things now are like you know there's like disc uh discord and stuff like like there's communities online sure. but how do you how does it work like in 09 when you're it what really had happened was it was because it was just a joke it was just something fun for people to connect with and 
there was no, it wasn't very serious and uh-huh. we had a funny logo and it was just a, kind of, like I said, an excuse to kind of get together and have a beer with one another and allow people to share it from a social perspective. Yeah. And um, it just kind of got to a point where people were requesting more graphics and products. And then we were doing events and we had thrown our first event at a brewery called Noble Aleworks up in Anaheim. Nice. And we had artists from all over the place. Um, like even I met my buddy Jimmy Fontaine flew out from New York to do it as well. And so he had all these sh- shots because he's a very candid, just through the scenes kind of photographer at the uh-huh. time. And we had all these rad beer shots. We had all these murals and like, or not murals, these, you know, artboards that had all these different artists and their medians. So it was, nice. that was how they told us to do that. So it got, it spread pretty fast. And we had, I want to say we had almost like 600 people show up to that first event, which was incredible. And, um, and then from there, people were understanding that it wasn't just a brand. It was this, this movement idea, if you will, like, Mm. but it's, it, yes, it is a brand, but it's kind of whatever you want it to be. It's kind of hard to explain. But like you said, like from 09, it was just a, it was just a joke. (laughs) Oh yeah. Did you, um, did you use like kind of, not used, but did you like, I don't know, did it have anything to do with your background in punk rock music and, and also like running active ride shop? Uh, did you use those platforms to kind of move into this or was it all connected? Um, um, I, I feel like it was, it was connected just like subconsciously. Like it wasn't like a thought. I was like, yeah, <laughs> that we, uh, that's candid. That is candid. It wasn't like, it was something that, like I said, was forced, but I think just working in the action sports realm for, I was there for 15 years and then playing in a band for 10 or whatever it was. And you just, you know, it's kind of like a, everything that we do when you start off that stuff is all DIY. Like the band was small. You got to figure it out. You have bad equipment and you can't sing and you can't play music. Well, figure it out. And I feel you. you use all these influences <laughs> in that culture. Yeah. And then same with active, we're building it and you're just sucking in from snow and skate and, you know, coastal, and you just kind of pick up these things and then you just, I think it just transitioned nicely into what I was mm-hmm. trying to do. And yeah. obviously the relationships you build in music and in that, in the, you know, the action sports realm is, yeah. is, very, is very rad because there's a lot of good, great people and a lot of good ideas and yep. a lot of people that want to work with you and not just, you know, do it because they are forced to. So. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, for for those that don't know, uh, Active Ride Shop was a big part of Dogwood's kind of musical career in the, you know, in the early days. Uh, but Active, uh, you know, sponsored the band, basically give us clothes and for photo shoots and basically everything we needed for tour. Um, how, how did it work being like, how does it work for like a mu- musician or a band to be like involved with a company, an apparel company, say like Active or Beer Savage or... You know, how did those connections kind of, because I know, you know, your band was, your band was also part of the Active family, we used to call it, you know, all the bands and skate stuff that Active used to do. It was like, it was almost like we were part of the snow scene because of Active or vice versa. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was funny too, because when, 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 uh, when I went to college um, up in Irvine, I would drive up to San Dimas and see Shane Wallace, because he was like the guy. Yeah. And I was like, okay, we got to go see him. And then I had this little music video that we made for, from off our first record and trying to get sponsored. And, and okay. they, they were so um, welcoming and shame, like same thing with you and Dogwood is they gave us gear and we go on tour. They would 
do all this other stuff for us just mm-hmm. just you know stickers anything to hand out to the kids it was great promotion for them for us we felt welcomed into this family and then from there I'd, two years later i was offered a job to start working at the company and then still being allowed to play music and take a few weeks yeah. off to go nice. do tours and stuff so cool um, I like I like that that the history of, of from then to now because it just shows people are willing to stick their necks out and, and give you a chance and give you opportunities and but it is up to you to do it and I think that a lot of the stuff that I do now it's just my mindset is very um, very much like you get you give a lot but you have to also give yourself a lot of opportunity to make something happen with not relying on anyone because you have to figure it out yourself and yeah kind of how music and you know those jobs were back then. Is that something you learned growing up in your family? Is your family like DIY, like self-made people or uh, yeah, what, my was, dad, what was it like coming, what was it like growing up and moving into punk rock and then active and beer savage? Like how does sure. that go? Well, it was so interesting. So I grew up in Fallbrook. So mm-hmm. I, um, you know, I'm, I was born in 80 we moved there in 81 and, uh, and then they have, you know, a lot of like couple acres of property and it was, you grew up kind of just on the land, if you will, but mm-hmm you know, you have your standard stuff, school, you know, church and music. And that was, that was kind of my thing in sports. And then, um, but yeah, it was like, my parents were very much like very hands-on. There was no, we didn't have TV cause you couldn't get TV in Fallbrook at that time. Yeah. Apple, yeah. Big satellite dishes. Yeah. I've heard and, the stories from my wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. Yeah. So there's nothing like the neighbor had one. I'm like, Hey, what well, can we get all of those? It's like, man, that thing's ugly as sin. No one wants to put that in their yard, but <laughs> But it was great because you had the antenna and you're trying uh-huh. to watch TV. Like, ah, screw it. So you're outside building. You're, yeah. You're, we had ramps outside, being dirt jumps for bikes. Yeah. And yeah. It was, it was very much a figured out. Plus, back then, all the stuff that you and I are into, whether it be snowboarding, skating, surfing, um, playing music um, outside of a traditional realm of piano, violin, what, et cetera, <clears throat> was very um, unusual for all of our parents like they just they're like oh, i guess i don't get it but, <laughs> yeah. but my, my dad was a construction um guy and he was able to like you know build us ramps and he's like oh, oh that's nice. funny i will do that yeah. So, yeah. so they got involved and interactive and then um, as far as music i uh um i have formal training in piano and i played all the way up and through to college oh and, i didn't know that so it's, that's kind of where my um I guess knowledge of music comes from okay but then it was when the band when when the guy said hey we need a bass player like can you do that I'm like uh okay like I'll figure <laughs> it out <laughs> so um but that's kind of how that started and like I said you know parents were accommodating and you know it was kind of like you'd like it figure it out like that's just how it works that's so. true yeah yeah how, how old were you when you started like um I guess you know playing in that in the punk rock um, I was in high school, so I think it was, uh, I don't know, I want to say a junior. Yeah, junior or senior, like a little bit later. Okay, okay. Because, like, there was an original member prior, and they had started the band, I think, when, yeah, they were juniors or seniors or whatever it was, but then one guy moved to San Luis Obispo, so I had filled in his spot. Okay. And then from there, we just kind of hung around for good 10 plus years or more i don't know who knows oh, okay and and in, in that time you were already started to starting to think about apparel and other things or whatever or uh, no I, actually i really wasn't i never really thought about um starting my own brand because i was always the like the one that was super into 
you know, the cool skate stuff, like when Vulcan was huge, it was just rad to kind yeah. of see this, like that, uh-huh. that felt very punk rock as well. It was like these sure. kind of down and dirty, like, Hey, just, this is what we're making. We're not following the norm. It's that whole youth against establishment movement and other brands yep. like that, that I feel like were, I felt more energy coming from. It didn't feel contrived. It felt real and authentic. And sure. That's well, I just, of- yeah, I discovered Volcom through, through Pennywise, you know? Um, yeah. So at, at the time I thought, I thought, you know, that it that Pennywise had something to do with Volcom. I thought that it was their brand or whatever, because I wasn't very keen on. I didn't know about sponsorships and you know, you know, flow and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I just thought, oh, there he's wearing all of this Volcom stuff. I was a, I was a uh, what's it called like a shapeable, moldable youth mind punk rock. So I was like, oh cool. Yep. I mean, it looks kind of cool. It's stark. It's got the one logo on the one color, and I'll go get it. Whatever. So I think I think that that collaboration with just even just even just Pennywise and Volcom kind of started something for me, like uh, with collaborative work, you know? Oh yeah. And the music, yeah absolutely. You know? I didn't know that they were sponsored by Volcom or, or vice versa, yeah. whatever. You know, oh, there you go. Look at your shirt. Look at your shirt. I am wearing a Volcom shirt. Am I? <laughs> Shout out. No, just kidding. <laughs> but, but anyways, like I, I was like, okay, yeah. So um, I, that's kind of cool. And this was like, this was the very first interaction I had with, with, branding on on a band <laughs> yeah i didn't think about it then the more i looked at it with music it was like oh bad, pennywise doesn't totally have a logo per se but bad religion has a logo black flag has this iconic logo you know like misfits yeah. and, uh, so all these things have logos so like i need a logo and i can never figure out that for myself but like people yeah. who do it well do it well you know absolutely so well, and like you said like with with us being younger and like more of that moldable mind you know, mentality and especially mm-hmm. coming from a small town like Fallbrook, mm-hmm. like there was no accessibility to any of this stuff besides a magazine or maybe a record that you're going through the, the jacket going, Oh, what's that brand? What's this? Like, what are they wearing? What's going on? And yeah. even snowboarding is like, okay, cool. The new form video is coming out. Like what, you know, what is everyone yeah. wearing this next year? Cause I'm getting all that. Like yeah. it was, it was great. How we are, we were swag whores without knowing it. Uh, we yeah, we had like, no idea. Like, oh, cool, they're, they're, whatever they're wearing, that's what I'm going to, you know. That's yeah. before the scene was, like, I guess, overflowing with product. Exactly. Uh, yeah, when Act, Active carried three brands, four brands of snow stuff, and, you know, yeah. back in the day. But, yeah, so, and then the, did you start selling your, your brand at, through Active in the beginning? Yeah, I want to say it was uh, 2010. <laughs> Made, oh, like, okay. three or four T-shirts, and then just uh they had they had reopened the relocated the corona store and just had it there and it was just it was it was amazing to actually just as you as as a consumer you're like oh i like that but then when you see your product on a table and you Uh see people engage with it it's a different emotion that you get because it's something you've created yeah so so that kind of started feeding like more like like, well what else can i do like Cause I also, what I, what I really didn't want to do was pinpoint it to one specific genre. Cause like I said, like beer savage, right. is like a tagline. It's an all exclusive beer movement. So I've got to make sure I hit the skate guy, but I got to hit, you know, the Midwest guy. I got to hit the craft beer guy, the mass right. you know, consumer, the, cons- the teacher, the construction guy, realtor. Like, yeah, I like that. Everyone has their own interests and likes. I mean, even like you as a, as a chef, like, you enjoy certain products, you mm-hmm. enjoy certain beers, you know, but it may be different from another guy, but it doesn't matter because it's, how do you like it? 
but I yeah. have to be careful not to hit every single person. I've got to choose specific lanes, but yeah, a lot of times the inspiration just comes off like an idea or like I meet with people. Like I, I absorb a lot of information from people that I meet. I'm like, wow, well, that's a great idea. Or like you hear a tagline, I'm all, I could use that and I'll like take notes and yeah, it's, you know, funny. Like, like I had just made a shirt cause I heard some guy say something close to it. But so I had to put it on T. It's just like, you know, camping without beer is just sitting in the woods. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that's great. Like, well, that's funny. And you know, it's like, you get a little laugh out of it, but that also gets people like turned on to something new. So I was trying to be with, with like puns and, I guess I look more like it's like, how do you make the best dad joke on a t-shirt as far as yeah. graphic? Yeah. That's kind of how those are always, always welcome. And dad jokes came into style. I think like in the past couple of years, they became really popular and <laughs> Absolutely. You know, um, dad bod, dad joke, uh, you know, always, I follow like almost all the dad meme pages on uh, when they're available. Cause I mean, they're, they're spot on, you know, they're hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so I, it sounds like, it sounds like beer savage is not, quote unquote, just for the craft beer scene. It's like, it's not snobby, you know, no. it's not, it's not only for West Coast IPA drinkers. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's for, it's for the, it's for your bush lights, your natural ice. It's for your ballast point. It's for your, you know, any, any kind of anybody who enjoys, I guess, any beer, right? Anything. Well, and also let's be very true because I looked at it from this perspective. Uh, if you tell me, if you tell me that, you know, Budweiser is bad or Coors is bad. Like, well, that's one. It's an opinion. It's like music. Like, yeah. like monkey don't. I don't. I like metal. You like country. It doesn't really matter. It's just an opinion. But if you tell me that you drink, you start drinking with a, an IPA out of the gate, you're a liar. Like, <laughs> there's no way. Like, there's the, everyone started with Dad's beer, and Dad's beer was always, you know, for me, it was like Miller or Coors or whatever it was. So it just allows people like that's their starting point and they can graduate mm -hmm. to something a little bit bigger. Cause I mean, it's, it's hard to get a palate for some of these bigger beers. Yeah. I'm still, the, I'm still like that. Like I can't handle all the crazy stuff sometimes I'll taste it, but you yeah, know, I also, I also don't want to kill my palate cause I, I'm usually tasting it in the kitchen to, to do the pairing or whatever. So I can't, exactly. I can't have the, like the, the tangerine triple IPA in the middle of a shift to, you know, I'm going to, I won't be able to taste my food <laughs> or but, make um, it correctly. Cause you might exactly. be a little kicked in the head or, or, or cooking with, I have to taste it if I'm cooking with it or whatever. So yeah, you gotta have some, sometimes you gotta have those for lack of a better term, less flavorful, less bold beers, you know, cause they're, yeah. you know, they call them what, canoe beers, <laughs> the water. Yep. There, yeah. There's a reason why some of these like Pilsner or Kell or anything has been around for 600 years, you know, like, whatever yeah. the, there's a reason it's because it's 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 palatable and you know crushable to, is the new, newest term right but um yeah so how, yeah i i know there's been some evolution in beer savage as far as different company different products and stuff so we're, if we're talking about crushableness crushability like what did you what did you build for that like uh oh, out of yeah. beer savage so it's it kind of it started off so this is called the party starter mm -hmm. um it's a it's a separate deal like right now because like a lot of people are buying these things and putting their own branding on them but basically what it is is um, i found this this guy that had this tool so it's a button that um, a hole gets drilled out of the koozie and you put it uh this button in and so it's almost like a reverse shotgun so you don't have to no mess with a key or a knife and so you drink your beer normally like you would and then when the bottom is up you hit the button and it carves your beer 
and it's like shotgunning a beer for you. So, so it, it pushes all the beer into your mouth from the can. Pretty basically. much. Well, yeah, it just, Only, it, it, don't, it works with cans. It just cans. Yeah. So it yeah. creates the hole. So it has that airflow going from the top to the bottom. So it, it, it uh-huh. flows out fast. So, um, it's a very interesting, fun product, very novelty. I call it the coffee table koozie because people can't not talk about it because like, <laughs> what is this? how do you use it? You know, you know, where do I get one? And, mm-hmm. um, it's a very interesting product cause they don't have, um, anything. It, there's nothing like this on the market. There's other tools you can use, but, um, the patents that I have associated with this, um, say I'm the only person that can put a quote vacuum release device onto a koozie. Right. But, which makes it interesting. So. so you've cornered the market on, on, uh, on shotgunning beer. <laughs> well, for that one, use one specific item. There's a lot of yeah. cool ones that are like who's built in beer bong kind of things, all that stuff. But oh, that's a lot of work. It's yeah, it's a lot, but this one's just fun. And, and it's, it's great. So it's a koozie. It's an all in one koozie with, with the device yeah, on it, with the device on it. So, and we, what I was doing is I was trying to create something from the promotional category. We'll, where companies felt comfortable spending a little bit more on an item, knowing that it's not just a cheap fold up koozie that ends up in your backpack and then gets tossed in the trash at the end of a trade show. Shoot. I'm looking at a couple in that backpack right there, different koozies that people, you know, send me for different things. I'm like, uh, I keep them everywhere because you know, they come in handy. And and those are great to have. And, but these ones, it's a good talking piece. And plus if, you know, I, I was making them for other companies, but you know, let's, say X company made them and they go to a trade show, but then that koozie leaves, say a thousand of them leave. Well, they're going to end up saying a thousand different houses with parties and they're going to be like, yeah. Oh, that brand. Oh, that's cool. Like maybe it re-engages that customer that used to buy that brand and yeah. get them to do it. So there's a lot of storytelling cause I don't like it just to be here's a product, put your graphic on it. I, I want to tell that story piece where yeah. it's like that, that koozie lives now in the glassware cupboards for where people drink beer, they don't just throw it in a drawer. They nice. keep the party starter. So that's cool. How does that, how does the product work like that now during with, with no trade shows happening? How does it, how's the pandemic been for, for business like this for Pure savage and party um, starter? Oh, it's been, it's been really tough. I think, especially in the pandemic, I mean, out of the gate, I had some major accounts that just basically pulled the plug and mm-hmm. we're like, we're overbought and we don't know what to do and everyone's shifting. Everything was going online. Cause they're in-person stores, retail stores. Yeah. Cause they yeah. weren't, they weren't open, but, um, mm-hmm. and it, it was tough. And especially on the, um, the trade show side, uh, cause a lot of people, they want to make these things to hand out, but yeah. Um, I, people have pivoted and were able to, to do other things with these devices and send them out as promos or, you know, gift with purchases. Um, yeah. cause everything shifted so much to, to direct to consumer online that people will buy them and then add them ETC. In. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's what I had to do too, because I, mm-hmm. I had lost a lot of business from a wholesale perspective, but I could sell less products and be more profitable and at least keep my head above water. Uh, Cause like I said, it was, it was challenging last year. 100%. So did you, are you the sole employee right now or do you have a team? Yeah. No, no, it's just, I just kind of just run it. So, so you're handling I, all the shipping and everything like that too? No, as far as like, just the only people I do have, I have a three PL that does my, um, Fulfillment. all the shipping for okay. the online. I used to out of the garage, but I went back with these, these guys last year and they've been fantastic. And okay. 
because it's, I mean, it's a, it's a it's, mess. It's hard. I could barely handle like, you know, if I get like 10 small orders of, of music merch, like I'm like, oh my gosh, my whole, my whole week is shot because I have to like do all the packaging <laughs> and drive to the whatever. Cause I'm not, I don't have a full time shipping thing, but like once it happens, I'm like, okay, how do we, how do I do this? I don't have, you know, I don't even know how much postage yeah. is, you know, so it's really cool if you can have somebody fulfilling your orders. Yeah, that's helpful just because I have other things that I've got, you know, obviously got to do because, you know, I'm working for another company as well that actually deals with draft beer systems. So that's uh -huh. my almost, that is my full-time job and then everything else. Okay. Like, so a third company. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so no, no, uh, the, the music, no the band, the music, the punk rock band is behind you, but you're still living the punk rock life. Yes. Very, okay. yeah, yeah, why? yeah. While trying to still play music too. That's something that's definitely like getting back into it yeah i i really would love to just because it's a great creative outlet for me even just to because I, I have a really hard time sitting like i don't like just sitting yeah. down and chilling like i'm like yeah. well unless you're on a bike i could be creative <laughs> unless you're on your peloton yeah oh yeah <laughs> well, i see i got that workout in at five o'clock <laughs> so so you're into so your mate your your hobbies are kind of i mean not your hobbies but your pastimes is you got three companies and and you do you're pretty big on the peloton Oh yeah, I hit so, a. So you stay busy. Yeah, <laughs> I've done uh, what is it? Almost fifty straight days of riding. On oh the bike. man, see. So, oh, okay, so you do you when you're riding when you're being really active uh, when you're when you're actually like uh, being very athletic and healthy. Are you still in drinking beer? Yeah, yeah, for okay. sure. I think it's. Uh, I guess it's, it's almost like, oh, I'm not going to, you know, everyone goes dry January or whatever. And then it's, uh -huh. you, you show up in, to my house, I come to my house and, you know, UPS or FedEx drops off beer mail that a brewery will send me. I'm like, oh, well, I got to try it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. But I mean, as far as like, I don't know, like a shift beer or like a long, a long day of work, you're like, okay. Or is it more like abstinence, like, or like diet? I mean, how does it work when you're an athlete, you know, when you're performing, yeah. Like like fifty days straight of Peloton, that's pretty committed to the to the bike and to your yeah. health. Um, yeah, so what well, does it mean for? I, I, a, I what yeah. does that mean for a beer consumer? <laughs> I don't know. It's like I almost kind of just it's it's refreshing to have at the end of a day like a long day like that because mm -hmm. like I said, I started early and like even before eight o'clock, I drilled five hundred party starters this before it all. So. I mean, I have this schedule in my head. I'm like, got to get it done. Got to get it done because yeah, by the yeah. time three thirty hits, everyone's home, and I don't have an office anymore, so I'm all at home. So, yeah. but I think the energy comes a lot from just just being active on the bike. You know, I used to swim a lot when it's warmer, mm -hmm. but then it's it's just I mean, eating healthy and then you know, enjoy some beers. Like, okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's fun. I actually got a. I got a nice beer in the fridge from uh, this Hen House Company. They did a, their it's like their Pliny the Younger release. Like, okay, dude, it's it's pretty. It's a it's a ten percent double IPA. It's intense. And I had, had one of oh. those yesterday. I'm like, oh geez, oh that was a good one. <laughs> but yeah, I guess you, it's wanna, a, you wanna balance it. I don't, don't want to be. I don't want to wake up foggy at all. Like I just can't. Mm. Like I'm on a mission right now. Like because I think COVID and everything with the lockdown has allowed you know, my mind to kind of open up to, to new sure. ideas and how to like pivot because my wife's a school teacher and I have two boys that are young that are four and seven. Uh -huh. So dad's got to make sure he does everything, you know, the way it needs to be done or else my mind just can't slow down. So yeah, it's, you know, just like, you know, 
same thing with you know back in the day like playing tunes and doing mm -hmm. stuff it's like you have to figure it out you got to make it work you have deadlines to hit like just the it's elevated now with family yeah so do you have a ritual like a morning one or a daytime or an evening ritual like to slow down or to speed up i don't know what do you, you know, do every actually day? The, the morning is what really gets me going and i end up wearing myself out so much that i think by like that 9 30 i'm i'm just spending them out and then p.m p.m yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> uh, yeah so yeah okay so so um that's good then are you and how how in all this busyness are you going to find time to get back to piano or or writing new punk songs or whatever how do you how do you balance like three successful businesses and kids and another hobby like an old hobby like piano or music yeah um well what's really inspiring is my my eldest is uh he's in drum and piano lessons currently nice which is cool. And so yeah. when we sit down and practice, um, he likes to play along to music that you can put on the iPad or connect it to the cans and, you know, listen to the, the headset, but then he'll play and then I'll sit and play piano while he plays drums and then he'll play piano and then I'll play drums. Oh, nice. So it's kind of cool. I mean, he's just learning, but he's picking up so quick. So it's very, you know, inspiring for that. But as far as like, uh, for me in particular, getting back into it, it's, People, everyone's like, oh, I'm tired. I just want to sit down and, you know, watch a show or, you know, or, hey, the whatever's, you know, you watch these series. I'm not a big series watcher guy. I'm like, well, if I could sit, I can stand and play music. So mm -hmm. I'd rather, if I'm going to sit and have a beer, I'd rather stand and have a beer and then play music. And like, that way I can be a lot more creative. Yeah. So, That's a good idea. I guess my, I don't know, my, I think I'm, I think I'm wired a little differently for sure. Like, um, but also, think, it sounds like you, it sounds like you get energized from riding the bike. Absolutely. Well, it's so, so competitive. For instead all of, instead of, I mean, I mean, instead of like being so worn out, you're like pumped. Oh, it's got all your, your serotonin going, and yeah. you know, you're ready to attack. Do you do the bike before you like do your work stuff, or do you do it in the yeah. middle? Usually, I'll yeah. <laughs> do you get on the bike between five and six? You're saying? Yeah. Yeah. And then 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 you're just ready to go after that. Oh yeah, I'm amping. <laughs> so I have this I have this weird routine like I have to have everything done and clean in the house so okay everything's got to be done so because like, it slows you down a little bit if it's not right it's like it would just it fogs my head like I you know coffee needs to be done. no I haven't had caffeine in two and a half years whoa okay so no caffeine at mm -hmm. all like not even iced tea or anything like that not, zero no decaf okay. no no nothing is that on purpose? Are you just kind of like, uh, well, stopped? it was on purpose. Cause I was, I was getting bad heartburn, like uh -huh. acid reflex from coffee. And then I stopped drinking it and then I didn't really have it. Yeah. I hear that a lot from like people. Um, it can, it can definitely ha happen if, uh, if, especially if you're doing coffee, so much coffee and then beer at, at the evening. It's mm -hmm. like your body, your body's not sure how to digest things. Yeah. You know, so you got to well, kind of pick one. Yeah, it'd pass. You would think, but but no. So, but now it's turned into a game. Like how oh, yeah? long, how long can I go without it? You know. So, uh -huh. but and you don't you don't miss it. I've never missed it since the morning I woke up and stopped having it. Oh, you're like a you're a beast. You're yeah, a savage. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just you got to put your that your mindset to it and just you know just figure it out and plus it saves you a bunch of money i mean i remember when i was working at active for all those years when i was running the retail team it was like it was like two venti 
iced coffees like oh that's a lot yeah i can't i can only handle like you know one cup a day in the morning and i can't i can't dude. drink coffee after after like 10 30 in the morning yeah i think, I think otherwise I mean, you know you just you get the shakes and you're like oh i can't do this anymore so well the shakes the crash then the up all night and then maybe other digestive issues if you know what i'm saying yeah um but uh yeah i i, I limit it but then if i don't have it so i can feel i can tell that i'm not having it you know yeah or whatever so i don't know i've missed i've missed it once on a smell oh that smells really good (laughs) and my brother-in-law he works for nespresso Uh so we have all those the coffee pods oh yeah which is it's great coffee and it's but it's you know i just make my my wife's coffee for in the morning and because she's got to be out the door by 6 45 so that's why i also get up so early to do things oh yeah she has to be out with my eldest at 6 45 shout out to teachers have to and I think most people don't know that teachers have to start so early, you know, oh, yeah, they don't like that's insane. Sure. Like school starts at, you know, X amount of time, eight, whatever, seven thirty or eight, but teachers are there anytime between I've heard of teachers getting there at four 30 in the morning to do stuff or oh, yeah. that's crazy. You know, yeah. um, I can't, I, my teaching right now, I can't go and I can't do schools right now because I have to be hands-on with culinary and not, nobody's really doing hands-on culinary right now. So I'm, I'm kind of at a, a pause with my teaching right now. So, yeah, but He's, shout out to the teachers. What's that? You're cooking. I, I mean, I can do zoom classes, but I can't really taste the students food or anything like that. If we did something oh, online, yeah. you know, like I can kind of show them how to choppy chop or like stir Easter, but I can't, I feel like it's a real, it's a real hands-on experience. Like just because it's a, we're all handling something like, I don't know. And I can't, it just seems, it just seems, almost like a waste of a class to do it online for for what i'm trying to do with them you know not not necessarily if i'm doing a cooking demo that's different but if i'm actually teaching yeah. students it should be in a class together you know? yeah i'm with you so yeah and so I, whatever I mean, and that's i i love that's one of my mm-hmm. other favorite things to do just because yeah. it's, it's a creative outlet like yeah for sure i like the i like doing the when you know say my, my wife saw there's nothing to eat them all okay let's figure it out like, what's, <laughs> challenge what's, what's that that show where they the they pick like it out top the chef the top chef like a top chef one yeah yeah so it's just like where they put no they pick it out of the basket you have four ingredients yeah. figure it out yeah here's here's sasquatch's leg and <laughs> um yeah soy sauce and turmeric you know like, make a dessert you're like what like <laughs> a dessert oh you like you had something in mind and then they said dessert yeah but has beer savage done any um like beer pairing dinners with anybody uh around the around the county or the state no i haven't i know we've talked about doing that which yeah, i really yeah. want to do because i think that that's part of that experience of, of mm-hmm. beer and and food together it's just you know that that's that savory on both sides and then enjoying yeah. that glass because i think just having you know sitting down for food is is rad and then when you pair the beer when you have that glass like that beer is just almost like a uh it's it's like making sure you're having your cell phone with you sometimes like if you leave it yeah. at home you're like, oh geez like it's a comfortable thing for people to engage sure. in. and that's well, so it's it's a reason to call it a pairing also like yeah a pairing dinner um yeah and i know you you have you had just recently worked for one of the companies right next to my kitchen too uh can you talk a little bit about beach yeah. grease at all or yeah I, 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 I just wanted to bring it up because i lo- i really like that last campaign that, that it was going on the the people the people campaign yeah the people um, before I, profits yeah i thought yeah, that was awesome that, that was cool so my start um with james is a few years ago um we had reached out and 
and you know went down there and checked it out and i just i loved the vibe it was it was very cool kind of hit all the the subcultures of southern california from surf skate shoppers low riders yeah the cars just literally selling surfboards in the brewery (laughs) yeah literally yeah we were literally (laughs) selling crime surfboards like one of the only shops in san diego county that or shops places you could buy because we're a brewery yeah yeah it was cool and james did a a great job branding and and marketing um which is his expertise and he always does yeah yeah he does awesome so when i um in my background from operations it was it was a good blend and it was really fun and you know introducing and that was a challenge itself because now i was selling beer in orange county that Uh no one's like what's beach grease it's like you know all right here we go like because i had another brewery and i remember going in an account which i won't mention but my buddy introduces me to this beer buyer so hey this is my buddy he works for beach grease they're out of vista he's all great another brewery and just walks away i'm like okay man like oh wow sounds yeah so because there was so many like opening up especially you know sure. in county and i think yeah the orange county consumer is a little bit different than san diego but oh how so we, i just feel like they they just like they they like things differently than their little i don't know if they're more pretentious about it but like it's just not very, it wasn't very beach grease, the consumer, not the raw, real, like how San Diego, like we did a lot with down um, in like, like Barrio Logan area. Uh, with, yeah. Uh, with, um, was it Barrio Dogs or something? But Love, Love Vuelta. Love Vuelta, like yeah. that group. I mean, it was just, so, it was so awesome. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so then when last year, you know, when that pan- the pandemic hit, he was like, okay, well, you got to get creative because everything shut down. Uh-huh. Um, most of our product was in, it was um, draft sales, which wasn't happening. So James came up with this great idea that he wanted to partner with Beer Savage and call people before profits where we basically gave X amount of the proceeds to people in need during that time, whether it was, you know, elderly they couldn't get out or people with medical conditions that couldn't shop or whatever it was. I mean, that um, we could help donate to and yeah and i thought it was a really rad campaign um and it actually Definitely. helped open up and sell the rest of um of what we had at that moment before the next uh, batch was coming in okay but it um it was for for all reasons we were able to clear inventory so beer didn't go bad because yeah. it's always unfortunate when beer goes bad yeah but, sure. um, but also having an opportunity to um to do a little give back and i like that stuff i think it's it comes back full circle and, you know, just even if it doesn't at that right time, but it feels great to do it. So you're right. It's that's, true. that's what's, what's rad. So, and I like, I like putting my, my brand that beer savage on that just because um, on things like that, I should say, because it's just, it's in my nature too, as a, as a human to, to do good things and, and help people when they need. And it's fun to get phone calls from friends that say, Hey, like I have this idea. What do you think? Or, you know, I'm trying to do this. Like I need help or, you know, whatever. Maybe I'm, I'm not like the expert by any means, but at least I'm a, a an avenue just to reach out and talk to. And yeah, it's, it's cool. I, I enjoy it. That's cool. So, and, uh, 
are you able to share how like how many people you helped or like did it help was it like financial help or it was it was fine it was financial help um i don't have all the details a lot of um what we did was work uh, was through james through some of his sources down in san diego and me up in orange county i was running all the operations making sure that we were selling beer and collecting checks so we can yeah he could go and give all that that money to people in need so yeah but yeah so yeah it was good and then you know um it ended i mean basically this last year the the pandemic didn't shake out the way we thought it would and had yeah. a plan just to not go and hemorrhage you know a lot more money and deal with all that stuff so um unfortunately had to, <laughs> yeah that was uh, had to call it had to call it a quits kind of deal um but uh for that program or for the whole brewery no for the brewery yeah the the, yeah. the the, the whole idea, like, I mean, you know, it would be the people for profits helps everybody helps people right. need, but it also helps this, uh, nice. um, it helps us try to generate some operating capital, uh, and work with accounts because even at that time, a lot of people weren't selling a bunch of, um, of draft. They were moving everything to cans, but then people want to draft back. So we're trying to ebb and flow and do all that. Was that stuff. for all your, all your, uh, taps or just the one style of beer? That was for everything that we were doing everything okay, we had cool. left yeah just so. to get rid of the inventory yeah yeah just get rid of it because it was so fresh it was great i'm like dude let's just get it out here that's so, really good that's that should be a model for other breweries to do yeah i mean there, I, it would be cool if it was yeah i think there's there's definitely a lot of opportunity um there's been some good things you know i mean i what i try to do as well as through this um pandemic is is work with oh, uh, hi <laughs> hello She's, she had to say kiss me goodbye <laughs> they can't pass that up family first yes absolutely but um so kind of like i guess it's like a indirect give back what i do with beer savage is like i do these collaborations with breweries whether they're new or uh-huh. established or i'm doing one with a brewery that hen house company i mentioned that i got in the mail that right um, so what do you do for hen house exactly so like- so uh, I'm like, I like this brewery, but they're not well known in Orange County or Southern California because uh-huh. they're, they're out of Santa Rosa and they have a small distributor, but I'm like, Hey, like go to my local bottle shops. Can you get this beer here? Like I want to start, I want to try more of it. Uh-huh. And then I started posting and then connected with them through social. And then they knew who, who I was, a few of the guys at the brewery, which is rad that, you know, the word kind of spreads on what I do. And, uh-huh. and then, so we're, Hey, let's work on a collaboration beer. So we're doing a, a beer with um with them and it's on one of their brewers whose nickname is big country so the okay. beer is called big country <laughs> it's a lager and um is I he a, like a country guy like a cowboy or what is that yeah, yeah like cowboy hat and i guess okay. the whole yeah the whole night I, I i what's what's even great with with everything going on with uh remote con, you know communication is i've never uh, met these guys Oh, like, okay. You know, so I've met, um, I've talked to one of their marketing guys who's awesome and I'm hoping they can try to come down for the event, but everything's kind of contingent upon how things yeah. open or not. So, um, but what I do is like, we, uh, we come up with a concept and then I go get some artwork and we do a collaborative art piece and then that goes on the can. Um, and then what I'll do is, um, Jeff who, played in the band with me he's uh-huh. he's my uh-huh. main video guy and oh, that's he, cool. he and i are in the exact same wavelength and so i'm like this is what i'm looking for and we shoot a video and we come up with something funny and creative so and you know that's so cool. yeah so we do 
So here we are still pairing our, our, our punk rock, our band members and our punk friends with our totally. current lives, you know? Yeah. Um, well, I think cause you, I mean, you know it best too. And you guys did, did, a, did a lot. Um, you know, even the stuff that we had, we had done, it was kind of, like I said, figure it out kind of deal. And as you're learning and as you're, you know, whether it's a two or three day quick little tour up and back or you're out for two weeks or whatever, like, yeah, you're kind of just out there. Like, there's we didn't have cell phones and we didn't have, like, <laughs> no i didn't have one for a long time yeah i was like i mean i don't even know the last time i actually saw a, a payphone was which is ironic but it's like that's what you had to now, i know now, now they look so cool like payphones yeah. like in videos or pictures like whoa that looks really cool like it's a box there's a phone yeah. inside of it i mean it, lo it looks awesome because of what it you know the nostalgia yeah. but yeah or even kid, a flip phone a flip phone or like a you know yeah with a flip phone yeah my kid saw a CD uh, yesterday. He's like, "What is this, Dad?" I'm like, "Oh, geez, are we there already?" Oh man. Yeah. So you better you better learn them. You better I, like. Uh... <laughs> I know, but it was, uh, you know, like with with Jeff, it's like you you learn to live with each other. You learn to you know figure each other's you know personalities out because we had mm -hmm. three of us driving in a single cab truck towing a trailer. Oh, I didn't the know that. <laughs> So that was our rig. Yeah, yeah. So someone slept in the back and then two people in the front, one navigating, one driving. And then, and, but so you, you better learn to love these guys, but then you yeah. learn to figure them out. And mm -hmm. I think Jeff and I especially connected because we're super sarcastic. Like we like to have fun, but we have the same wavelength. So like when I do these videos, I say, Hey dude, I, this is what I'm looking for. Can you nail it? Nice. Well, I got you. So yeah, it makes it, it makes it easier on me. Cause I don't have to be like, Oh, what do I do? Like, how do I don't understand. Like, I was like, Oh, I just need someone that understands. Like, cause I don't have time. It's just me. Like I got to see some of these videos. <laughs> I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll text them to you for sure. Do you have a, do you have a punk rock music on them? Um, uh, yeah, I did one. Um, I did a beer with pizza port, uh, and I, uh, I based it off of the propaganda record, the how to clean everything, but I had the, draw the drawing redone to be a brewing system. So it looks exactly like the cover, but it's green. Yeah. Yeah. It's just how to, how to brew everything. Okay. Yeah. It, so then I did that, but see, that's when I do these events too. So I, I did a beer with pizza port. We did the video. Then we held an event up in Costa Mesa at the Wayfair and uh, with punk rock karaoke. Oh so, man. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Yeah. And, yeah. Greg. Yeah. It's awesome. Like, I mean, they got punk legends in this band and then, yeah. but everything ties together from start to finish. Like it's a punk rock feel all the way I to love it. Punk rock karaoke. That's such a rad thing. Uh, uh, that, I was just, I've been talking about propaganda like all week, you know, they just, they come up in my conversations. I, I did like a little sing along video. I don't know. They just, they're part of my fabric, you know? Absolutely. Uh, and I think they, I think that they're, they are, they're a good fit. Like even dark horse coffee, my, some local friends here, they did a how to brew everything sticker, like just the one off back in the day with coffee stuff. That's sick. Um, it's just because that, that cop, that cover is so iconic in the sense of what the heck is how to clean everything. That's like such a 1950s, like, you know, housewife kind of good housekeeping thing or whatever chemical, oh, yeah. but I mean something like in my mind and then every, other people have used it to to, to mimic or to fit the scene that we're doing, you know, like coffee, beer, I've done it for food. I've done it for food pairings and stuff like that. Like it's, it just works. I think that's, yeah. that was a good call, you know, how, on that, how to brew everything, you know? So are you a graphic designer? Uh, no, I, oh. I, I, I <laughs> hard. No. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, my, my mom is an incredible artist, like, like portrait style artist. 
Okay. I got none of that. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm the yeah. same. I, I dabble, but I'm not. You know, yeah. I have I have it, friends that do it better for sure. Yeah, for yeah, and I I think for me it's I I, I don't it's like I don't have time to learn a new skill set. I think it's fun, like you said, to doodle, mess around, but I already know go guys that do it well and but all the shirts that you see, all the slogans, everything, it's like my concept. So I'm like, and then I kind of mood board yeah. for them and I go, yeah, here's what I'm looking for. And so um, the main artist I use is name's Clay Holling. Um, he lives in San Francisco. He actually works in the action sports really designs with um, uh, he's works at deluxe. Okay. Um, but also he does all the, the owl farm cans for where booze brothers it's their mm -hmm. fermentation so he does yeah. all the, the booze stuff and um i was introduced to clay from chris that works there and then we had just built this relationship and shout out chris <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm, cl I'm, I'm close with those guys i was just over there yesterday um i love that i love they, that's a total punk rock mentality for me is the, the way they do stuff at booze brothers with the you know because they obviously they, my kitchen is their commissary for pizza, for their pizza, their new pizza, and oh, cool. uh, and they're they're all about music and art. Obviously, they have really all the skate art, skateboard artists, you know, do showcase. Well, they were doing showcases there, stuff like that. So, like, yeah. I, I just I really enjoy that mentality talking to people like them, yourself, you know, uh, Cameron who was just on. So, like, just I really want to maybe kind of use this forum to build a community based on the communities that are happening. Uh, like, I think Beer Savage is a definitely a community of, of somewhat like-minded individuals, you know, like yeah. obviously, obviously, like I said, if you're drinking Bush or you're drinking, you know, I don't know, Rolling Rock all the way, you know, to the, the non-craft kind of stuff, but the classics, yeah. like we can all, we can all revolve around the idea of that character yeah. behind your head is that, yeah, that savage, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. the Sasquatch, whatever, but. Yeah. I, I like the, you know, you say that too, because I mean, that is, it's a very big intention for me to do that because you know like one i said that logo is that is a visual representation of how you feel when you want a beer that's mm -hmm. what i want people to feel like oh like i'm a savage and i hear it all the time like oh yeah i'm a beer savage like it's and people and they're not even talking to anyone they're like saying it to themselves right so it's, right. This, it's, it's a huge connectivity point and i think i think what's kind of funny too with with beer savages i don't post myself on social media because it's not about me. It's about mm -hmm. the logo that generates this excitement within somebody or a group of people to be attached to maybe a, a new release coming out or a specific brewery, you know, right. or a company we're working with. And, and it's cool because <laughs> a lot of people like, oh, because Beer Savage, it sometimes sounds aggressive to people or it may not, but they go, like, oh, who's this guy? Is he just some frat kid that started the <laughs> company? Because you yeah. never know who's behind these handles at all. And well, that's a funny story because when I first saw Beer Savage and I didn't, I didn't know it was you, um, when I first found out, I saw the sticker and I saw I, the sticker caught my eye because it's got the Samhain font, like the Miss, you know, uh, yeah. Danzig, you know. Um, uh, and a, a chef that I was working with had it on his toolbox, on his chef toolbox. I said, oh, that I was, at first I looked over and I saw, I thought it was a Samhain, you know, Danzig font sticker. And then it didn't say anything about the band, but it was Beer Savage. So I st we started, the chef and I started talking and he's, it turns out he's, he's got a huge punk rock history, all the band tattoos. And we were always listening to like, you know, Rancid and Slayer and uh, every once in a while, like love ballads or Keith Green in the kitchen, like, um, but he he is he said he is a beer savage and he got the sticker at a trade he got a sticker at a trade show 
you know, so like it, it, the word had been passed around and I still didn't know it was run by you at the time, you know, and then I did more research and I said, oh my gosh, this, this is insane. Cause you know, I just, I thought that you were just doing, you know, like most people, maybe just doing one company like Beach Breeze or something, you know, like, but you were, yeah. you were, you were still like heavily, obviously it was your thing, but I got attracted to the name because of the font you know, the yeah. font choice. And it was a, it was a one, I think it was a, or a two lines. It's like the logo that's behind your head there on, yeah. the, on the Savage. So I saw that on there. I was like, there it is. I was like, Hey, that looks pretty cool. So let's, let me get involved with that. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's cool. And that's, it's fun hearing stories like that. And you know, even going out random, it's you know, when you see a shirt, like I said, you feel proud, like people choose to buy things for a specific reason. And then they choose that morning to put on a specific t-shirt. So when they put on one of one of our shirts, it's like it feels cool. Like the person chose to be a beer savage yeah. that, that day. So yeah, or I mean, I mean, or they just they love they collect shirts that have that font on it, and they like yeah. the <laughs> totally. Know? It but, is um, it is unique though, but that's it's cool how like we got even reconnected because I don't you know we have yeah. we didn't talk for I mean unless we were playing shows Since together. The bands, yeah, because I didn't know that you were. Um, doing that you know yeah, um, but yeah. it's cool that that is, is there is there like in the beer i guess is it would you say it's beer apparel like beer savage yeah beer, okay is there a competition in that uh as far um, as there's there's some as far uh, as beer uh yeah one of my one of my buddies does a really great job um his uh his company is called beer zombies and he's out of vegas but he's taken it to like a whole new level where he's opened up a few like multiple bottle shops. So there's BZ okay. bottle shops uh -huh. and he does some of the gnarly collaborations. Like he's, he does a really, really good job, but okay. he does everything start to finish too. Like he's, he's an artist. So he does all the art and you know, he does all this stuff. So yeah, but kind of came from like that street art world and whatever, but uh -huh. I mean, you haven't seen much about what he does, but he's, he's really cool. Okay. Yeah, cool. we did, and that was actually the Hoppa Gandhi beer I did with Pizza Port. He was the collaborative other company because I try to oh, okay. pull other people in, and so it, and that's where where it makes Beer Savage fun. It's like it's supposed to be this conduit between the people and a business. Oh, okay. So, because so, if people like Beer Savage and beer, but they may not know, let's say Pizza Port, they don't know who Pizza Port is because they live in a different state. Right. So business, and then now it's attracting. We're sharing each other's you know, followerships on the social platforms and it's, it's beneficial. Yeah. Like it's very, very easy, harmless, free marketing. It's just because everything's yeah. a partnership. It shouldn't be. You're, you're a matchmaker. That's what I try to do. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you don't brew, you don't brew beer, right? Oh no. I, and you, but so you set up these relationships. Yeah. I love, I, I love doing that kind of stuff. Cause I don't, I don't know how to cook everything and I don't know how to make everything, but I know people who on both sides who do, I have, I can set you up with whoever and I don't necessarily, you know, I, 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 I like don't play every instrument, for example, in the music world and on the cook chef side, I don't cook every single thing, but I know people who do all this good stuff. So I can, yeah. I really like to do the same thing as you're doing is putting, putting these things together and kind of making it happen. Even if it's coast to coast, like I know a guy in Florida. Yeah. Let me hook you up or whatever. Uh, I love yeah. that. I love that you're doing matchmaking collaborations and, you know, kind of so 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 for example the hoppa gandhi was that like does, would you say that's a beer savage 
would you, what do you say? Is that a Beer Savage collaboration? And like, how do you brand that as Beer Savage? Brought to you by, or? Because the idea, like I said too, especially on the brewer side, um, how I kind of initially started collaborations was, you know, one, getting the, um, the brewer, um, the brew, um, the brewery recognition, but that guy's making the liquid. And if the liquid's good, mm -hmm. then, you know, he's doing his job, but, but a lot of people don't know who these people are. Like they just go to the tasting room and they say, Oh, this IPA is great. Or this Pilsner or whatever it is. Well, who made it? Let's give that guy a shout. So I'll put these guys in the videos Okay. So, like the one, one of my favorite ones I did was with Brewery X. I'll have to send it to you. I did um, a, a, like a metal song from with Children of Bodom, <laughs> and, and it just because this brewery is awesome. so big, and it had to feel big. And then I'm like, I had every single brewer was in the band, so they're we were <laughs> recreating a music. Yeah. Video. So they're uh -huh. playing guitar, bass. I was playing the drums in the costume, and then it's nice. just I'll, I'll send it to you. But it's. It's, it's fun because now these guys are engaged and energized because yeah. everyone's job at some point is very mundane and repetitive. So it's like, how do we create a break in that and just, in, you know, push the, the, the monotony aside and go, let's have fun today. And put a face behind the beer too. Exactly. Like, so it's, it's like I said, I, I don't like being a one, you know, a one dimensional business. I like to think, how does this affect everybody from start to finish from the brewer all the way to the consumer and then to the people that don't even live in the area? How do you get everyone involved? And people so, are, yeah, that's cool. So it's a lot of work though, Josh. Like it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's, I bet. I bet it's not everything it's not you do easy. is a lot of work. Like, but <laughs> I, I honestly think I've had a couple moments where I'm like, well, dude, I'm just kind of over it. Like, it's just a lot, just, you know, sure. life takes over, but especially cause you don't have employees like, yeah. Many, like right now. Yeah. Um, but so what's, what's in, next? What's next for the companies? Like what's, what's the big news? What's the secrets? What can you share? <laughs> um, well, I think the big secret is, is, uh, well, I guess I'm not out of business from COVID. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. So um, I think right now it's about adjustment and, and making sure that, you know, everything's run correctly and, and I'm energizing my followers with some new fun stuff. And yeah. sometimes it's been really hard to be creative because, you know, it's like writing music. Once again, you somehow you can bust out five songs and then mm -hmm. you can't finish the last five to save your life by figuring out anything new. And then everything yeah. you write sounds the same. It's very yeah. repetitive. And it's like, and then you try to get over creative and then that doesn't work. And then you have to go back to the drawing board. And yep. so I'm really trying to, I mean, once again, like we talk about with music, it's the same thing. I, th I really think that is kind of set me up mentally just to be like, it's never going to work out the way you want it to every time. Cause every record I recorded, I don't like it. <laughs> like there's yeah. someone, oh, I messed up here. I did this, but no one knows that. I'm the same way. Yeah, for sure. Biggest critic, you know, yeah, but it's, but that's just the way it is. But as far as like any, everything else, I mean, trying to do more growth. Um, I've I had some, actually some, some accounts reach out like in Ohio, like where they're developing a cool beer and skate scene and they, they wanted to carry the product. So they've picked it up and, you know, it's not like, you know, game changing orders, but it's like, it's the fact that like people are seeing it now at a, in a different view. Mm -hmm. um, and I think my, my main intention is to keep it authentic core and real 
mm-hmm. um, while appealing to the masses, but that the yeah. storytelling, I mean, we used Volcom as an example. I still think one of, it's the biggest, one of the biggest companies out there, but still it feels core and raw and real. Why is that? <laughs> I think it's, the, it's just the people they have that work there. So how does a company lose its soul? Well, I mean, or any company, a record label, a brewery, a, a company like yourself, like how, how does that go from yourself in a garage to like losing its soul? What's that, what's, what are the steps that makes that happen? I know, I mean, to be frank, I know that happened for a minute with Active Ride Shop. Yeah, well that's, I mean, I mean, it's a good example. Like you get, you get private equity that comes in and, okay, you know, and, and I mean, that steals the culture for sure. You know, okay. they, they know quote culture, but they don't know like yeah. exactly how that means. So, I mean, you would say like, you know, the boots on the ground to kind of live in the gutter, you know, employees, like those are the, that's the heartbeat of any company. In my opinion, it's always a, it's a look down below at the bottom person because that person's going to influence the bottom line. Mm-hmm. So how do you get, how do you keep that culture? And that's really hard for money companies to understand. Cause like, Oh no, you market this way. It's like, but no, you don't. And how do you explain that? Then there's a lot of, you know, dysfunction in the in the offices and people mm-hmm. got ideas this guy's got another idea and you know you, you deal with it a lot but it sucks so so as a as a company grows you keep your soul by maintaining your company core values and your culture uh yeah. to you know from the t- from the bottom up and the top down or you know yeah like well you have to have reversing good, the pyramid par- reversing the pyramid kind of thing i like the i like the reverse pyramid technique but you have to have a good leader on the on the bottom up that's if it's upside right. down to support it and then right right and then that's when everything kind of falls back into line but it's it's you know i mean it's especially for something that i'm trying to do it's like i think we're, it's you know you you bring on a big money guy that doesn't get it and then they like this and then, oh, all i want is return i want money 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 we have to go here 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 it's like well we can but we just can't go that fast because then it just gets diluted right okay and yeah seeing, and you're seeing a lot of that happen with with some brands it's like i mean you saw it this past five years like so many people coming in it's just like just puking out product and brands and it's like over confusing and over stimulating the customer they don't even know what's yeah. cool anymore and like <clears throat> yeah then everyone kind of gave up and went back to wearing champion stuff and shopping at Ross and target. Yeah. And, Cause no one really cares. Like people are investing into experiences. So when I look at beer savage mall, the experience with beer savage is like, is are the collaborations. It is wearing the product and feeling good about it. It's being in public and having someone mm-hmm. go, Hey, sweet shirt. Like I really appreciate it. And yeah, and, you know, like, you know, I like beer savage or whatever it is, but <laughs> it's, it's funny because I, I had this happen a long time ago. Sorry if I'm drawing this on, going too long with Josh here, but it was funny. I was in mammoth with my, um, with my buddy and we were, we were talking about beer savage and he was trying to understand it. And some we're at the brewery up in mammoth and this kid comes over and I was wearing a sweatshirt and he's all, man, he's all beer savage. I'm so down, but he didn't know it was me. Like, uh-huh. And he goes, man, but he's all, well, thanks, man. I really like the stuff. He's all, no, where you, you don't understand where I come from. It's legendary. And he just walked away. How was it? <laughs> he's I a ghost. Like, and my, he's, all, he's, all, he's all, how does that make an impact where a guy has to walk all the way across the room just to say that? Like, you don't get that with any other branded t-shirts. Uh-huh. Like, it, because I think I've established it as a communication piece. If you're wearing a Beer Savage shirt, you understand you're in the culture of beer events collaborations, good times, yeah. snowboarding, skateboarding at the beach. Like 
it should be a place to talk. And what's built, the best? Yeah, you built a culture and a community kind of yeah. like, and, just and like that, the punk rock. You, you see somebody wearing a jawbreaker shirt in a, in a, in a store, a grocery store, you, you might give them a what's up, you know? You might be like, hey, we know, you know, you know, we're, we're homies already with, I'm not, I'm not even gonna go talk to you, but like, yeah, I know what you know. Yeah, exactly. You're not gonna get that shirt at like, say like, maybe, maybe not a hot topic, but you went to the show, you know? Yeah, exactly. Or like, I don't know, like stuff like that. There's an unspoken, you know, punk rock. I, I like uh, that. Yeah, behind yeah. it, I think, you know, or I see somebody wearing a, a shirt that I knew that you can only get in 1995 or whatever, you know, or I like when people sometimes make uh, brands that are like, you only know that if you're a local, like it's a one, it's like a, they do a, like a limited run, a hundred shirts. And it's like this old, you know, it's this old grocery store or dive bar that has closed, been closed down for a while, but they made a shirt and everyone's like, Oh my gosh, I used to go there or whatever, you know? Yeah. It's like, you build this, like you build this, uh, this, this mystery, this, this story of what mm. the shirt, the whatever it's a shirt or whatever on your hat or something, you know? And that's what but people want because it's fun. Yeah. It's super fun. And you see a lot of these brands out there that were really core in say in the streetwear world or, you know, the mm -hmm. other action sports companies. And, in order to stay afloat, you have to sell a bunch of products. So they just offload a bunch. Now everyone's wearing it and it's like good for them because they still do stuff I like, but you slowly get older and you kind of grow out these things. And like, I'm very conscious about like what I wear, I think. And then I wear stuff where I'm like, man, am I, am I 18 again? Or like, am I just want to <laughs> feel this just to wear it again? Yeah. Um, but I, what kind of what you were talking about, what I would like to do even on the beer savage side, especially since I've done a, a lot with, just breweries and then connecting different businesses and hosting events to try to generate revenue and whatnot. Yeah. Is I'd love to do it from like, like a band point of view, like finding like a, you know, finding some bands out there. Cause this, I mean, you saw it happen with, you know, like Pennywise did a beer, strung out did a beer, like a tray yeah. did one, like all these guys are doing beers and it's like, cool. Like, sure. well, let's, let's add a different marketing component to the top of it where I can bring that together and we can, really put something radical together because sometimes working with breweries is not easy because they've got different hoops they are jumping through yeah brewing is an art music is an art everyone's got their own opinions but and it may turn good but it may not be executed like exactly the way we could have plus when you look at all these bands that i just named doing beers like where's a video on those like yeah. where was like yeah. a here's a brewing day or here's the backstory just sure. kind of like this conversation but <clears throat> yeah and it would be it would the, be the ins and outs of it all need to be kind of explained. I mean, just like when you're a server at a restaurant or or a bartender or whatever, people people like that education or the, maybe the the behind the scenes nerdiness of yeah the way here's the way this steak was sourced or whatever. Like, I mean, some people don't care at all, but like I for one appreciate when when I'm doing a beer dinner or I'm at a beer dinner and somebody comes out and explains everything, you know, gets all yeah. nerdy with it. Uh, yeah. I think I, I'm gonna share this is going to happen. You and you and Cameron will probably help do some band collaborations. I bet with, with beer savage and beers, you know, because he was talking about how he does, you know, obviously it's just that you, you two are two peas in a pod, you know, totally. <laughs> but yeah. uh, I don't know. Uh, I guess, I mean, I could talk about this all day probably, but I probably should wrap it up. I got to head to the kitchen soon, but what uh, I got to find out, do you two, two things, do you play music when you're like getting inspired? Do you like, play other bands like do you listen to something to get you pumped on for the bike ride or for the you know the production of beer savage or party yeah. starter or your other the tap you know what's the name of the 
company you're doing for tap lines? What, what are you doing so there? It's called Liquid Dispense. Uh -huh. So what we do is um, we manufacture uh, beer towers and then have all the components from start to finish from your okay, yeah. all the way to the beer pours out. But what's really cool is like it allows you to be creative with, with these companies and these installers where the customer wants this. Like, well, we can do anything you want. So and then and it's just like you know logistically trying to make it work and hit the uh -huh. budget and all that stuff. But I like it because it's it's allowed me to. It, it's weird how how this works. So the guy that I worked for. I met him through Beer Savage like 10 years ago. So uh -huh. he's the guy that owns the company. He had a, another business out in um, like the IE. And then from there, he had hit me up and he's like, hey, I want to do a video. So I was doing promotional videos for his one of his other businesses. So we would do these fun things. So I'm like, oh, here, because they're beer on Beer Savage. I can promote it. It's fun. Because uh -huh. no one's going to care. If you just put up a, a screenshot, oh, this is so-and-so company. They do installations and servicing. It's like, well, who cares? Yeah. You know? But my father's like, oh, that's a pretty rad video. You know, like, what, yeah. what is this company? And then you never know if it leads. And then <laughs> it's just how – then he hit me up. He's like, I got this company, Liquid Dispense, and this was years ago. And so I did all the branding for it. Mm -hmm. So they were just, like, connected. And then years later, now I circle back, and I'm working for him. Oh, nice, yeah. And yeah. then it's like, and then like with Cameron, like we met years ago through one of my best friend's dads and his father-in-law played football together at UCLA. Oh, wow. So we got connected together through <laughs> the dads and I met Cameron at his, I think it was his third event or second event or something. Uh -huh. And then we just kind of slowly just built this relationship and oh, okay, yeah, nice. and it's just fun. And then, then he, he's doing that rad brat um, spot yeah. in the point. I know. I want to go there. Then, yeah. We need to meet for a beer. Nice <laughs> yeah. But then we, our company did the installation for him. Oh, okay. So it's like, you know, everything kind of just, I love it. It's almost like, cause I, you know, it was my, meant joy, to be. my joy isn't from like monetarily benefiting from this stuff. The joy is from the connectivity. Like, Oh my yeah. glad I put my name on this person. Cause it worked out. And now, yeah. you know, Cameron and our owner are good friends and it's just, they've got other projects. So it's just kind of, Everything okay, yeah. out, and I love it. I, I enjoy that like thoroughly. Like, you know, rewards come in different ways, and you know, we obviously yeah. need to make money to survive. But I, I feel really good knowing when I put my head on that pillow every night, I can feel confident in like the decisions I make, and confident in waking up and doing it again, and yeah. challenging myself to do something a little bit different. Love it. So, That's awesome. So back so, to the music question. Music. Sorry. What's your, what's your, uh, inspiration? You know, I, you said children of Bodom. Are you a metal head? I love metal. I do. Okay. I, see, I love, I love bands like that. And I, I like Pantera. I love Pantera. And you There's play just, piano. And I play piano. <laughs> well, so I did. Yeah. My main song I always play is I used to do recitals and I'd play November rain from guns. Oh, nice. Yeah. Beautiful. So I'd, I'd play that song. So beautiful. Um, it's a great one, but yeah, I like I like a lot of stuff. I, I what really gets me going is I like I definitely like the heavier stuff. Like in my opinion, from a metal band, I don't think you get a better drummer guitar combination with a band with Dimebag and Vinny. It's just like the simplicity, but yeah. how heavy it sounds is just incredible to me. Okay. Yeah. And, but then uh, I've been on a huge just Fat Records Epitaph kick. I can't like my iPod has not been updated since two thousand five. I still have the 2005 <laughs> iPod. 
well, there's some good stuff on there, but you know, there's some good new stuff too, but that those, you know, you can't go wrong with like certain eras of fat, obviously. No. Wait, question. I have a question about your piano recital. Did you have, did you hire a guitar player to jump on top of the piano and do a solo or anything like that? Or? That would have been epic. Or, did, you know, no. if you really want to bring the house down, you know, like get Slash yeah. up in there, like, <laughs> um, See, that would be an incredible remake to do something like that. <laughs> do a Beer Savage one where Sass, I would or love the, to. the Savage is, is doing the Slash solo. Um, yeah. But anyways, yeah, the iPod, iPod, like, I know what you're saying. Like, I have, there's a reason I haven't, really touched my, my ipod is filled with radness and there's new stuff i listen to some new stuff too but like uh you, you can't escape like i just said like i was listening to i was listening to propaganda cd on my way to work yesterday you know and then i made it talk to a bunch of people about it and like yeah you know it just brings up a lot of good conversation and stuff like that you still too, have so. it in the case logic like every single one this is actually i mean i made my own propaganda compilation of all their records kind of so i have like yeah you know three from the first record and then you know it kind of like bounces around it's not all in order so um i can kind of hit all the all the spots because like they've definitely changed like sound yeah. from the skate punk days now to like i would say they're a thrash metal band with some you know some messages you know uh yeah. but yeah like i what about something else that what's what's uh what else pumps you up you know are you listening to anything new or are you going to do any music collaborations with beer savage i would love to okay um, i i yeah i think like i said doing that because once again i think when you say what's big what's next what's new um i don't know if it's big it's just more like once again it's just a, a, like adding to the mix where yeah like here's a cool band and like this guy they like to do beers and then we can do that and we can tell a story and we can write a song on it do whatever it is but people like that quick little one minute stuff and they just, they like to be entertained and, you know, it, but it's real content and it makes it, it makes it yeah. fun. But God, I mean, it's, it's funny. As far as like getting pumped, it's like, I get in my, in my own head so much. Like when I drive, I, I, sure. I don't listen to music sometimes at all. Mm -hmm. Like I just, I don't, I'm not like, I don't listen to much at all. I just, that's my one time to be silent. Sure. Yeah. But, Are you, um, yeah, I totally know what you're saying with that. I was going to say, um, I can't wait to get to the day soon where we do Savage Fest. Yes. You know? And then it's like, you know, Cameron's involved and all our, all our beer friends, all our music friends and, or going big, having Slash play a piano. So, or, you know, play on top of your piano, like as the headliner, <laughs> you know, so, uh, it was baby steps first, but like yeah. Savage Fest, Savage Fest coming up soon. Yeah. As, soon as possible. Cameron and I have, we've definitely talked about doing ideas and that it's just, yeah. <clears throat> how does it work? And, um start small know. At, at you know i don't know i always have these big ideas and you know sometimes i gotta dial it back and yeah so i'm not well, puking out ideas i'm not you know and the reason well, i just i think i started doing this to talk to my friends is because i'm always talking to my friends now let's just record it and tell people what's up like tell people what we're talking yeah. about basically because like with the music i can write i don't have a full band i can't just like get out there and finish writing a bunch of songs i need i need people to do that um, at least for what to make it sound like a full band because uh, I'm not a solo artist you know but but with this I can just have conversations and yeah. s you know put thoughts out on put thoughts out into the cloud you know <laughs> it's, but, well, you, that's the thing is these conversations you never know like what comes out of them like mm -hmm. that's what's fun it's like you take notes like oh we could do that we could try this and because everything's yeah. off the cuff but like 
that's still real information and ideas that people want to execute and try to accomplish. And yeah. now it's like, okay, that was good. Now, how do we do that? And yeah. That's, so that's I a hope challenge. That people, exactly. It's a challenge. Every day is a challenge to like, kind of stay, I guess, I guess to kind of stay relevant these days because people are not out and about as much, not going to concerts. Mm -hmm. How do you get your merchandise in front of people? Blah, blah. Like I would say what beersavage.com is the, the, the yeah. easy, the easy gateway to find you. you know? Yeah. Beersavage.com or just check out the handle on Instagram, just at beersavage. And yeah. And I, and you know, if, you know, if people listening to this and everyone to reach out, like, I mean, I, I answer everything on social media. I'm yeah. very engaged. Um, I, you know, I take, I take pride in, in that handle knowing like there's people that are, that really enjoy what I do. And it's not just out there to be out there in, in the yeah. cyber world or whatever. It's, it's there to connect. And, you know, even from customer service issues or, you know, people losing shipments, like I take yeah. care of people because they, t they take care of me. Like that's, yeah, you know, you know, how is, I uh, is the beer savage, costume character available for children's parties <laughs> people have asked that <laughs> <laughs> can you yeah, show up sure. and like play you know play basketball with my son can you yeah. in the in costume yeah. can you can you come to the brewery and you know make an appearance yeah, yeah. I actually i have a guy that um let's take him on the road <laughs> one of my buddies he, he does that stuff so you know we were at one of uh was it one of cameron's events at the the punk and drublick in huntington and um, my buddy uh, Jason gets in the suit, and he's six five. Okay. So it's like <laughs> perfect Sasquatch height, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so Strung Out was playing, and I'm all, dude, I'm all, go run in the pit with the costume on. Yeah. He's like, okay, like, so he's just in there, and everyone's just freaking out, and then just grabbing around the neck, and just you know, circling it up, and having a good time. And then people started <laughs> kicking him and pushing him. Uh -oh. Like, hey, uh -oh. you know, just because he's wearing a mask doesn't mean you get to kick him. Like <laughs> he's not really Sasquatch, guys. <laughs> I know people would love to bag a Sasquatch these days. That's probably worth a lot of money if you find one. <laughs> Trophy. Yeah, exactly. Oh man, well that's cool that he did that. I, he should yes. make some secret appearances. You know, uh, where where is Savage today? yeah yeah where is so, he yeah it's where like, is savage see that's you know it's just as funny there's so much you can do but like because i have all these other things going on because i clearly need to make a living because california is mm -hmm. not cheap by any means right and but i'm like man if i if i got jeff and i got a couple guys and just went on the road and just did a whole tour those are hot right now it's oh it'd be like, so awesome because that way it's like going yeah. on tour again but you're stopping by breweries i mean you get to try mm -hmm. stuff you can't get anywhere. You get to mm -hmm. tell people about it. And now everyone's doing direct ship to your house. So you can say, hey, like, got this. Go online and get it. It'll be shipped to your door within, you know, three days or whatever it is. So yeah. it's allowing people to follow your your you know, your vlog or whatever it is or what do you yeah. call it. And, but once again, time and money. Time and money. I feel you. Yeah. I'm sitting here with little chef Xander. He makes some of the beats that you listen to on the show. What do you have to say, Zan? Hi, guys. That's it. You heard it here first on the Family Cast. Well, I mean, I had a good time talking. We could, I'm sure, we could do this multiple times and. Yeah, and we'll have to do it in person too. But uh, I'm gonna wrap it up. What's your closing thought? What's your closing thought for the day? Oh, my closing thought. Well, I don't. I really, 
post it at the end. I don't even know what to say about that. Inspirational quote for, you know, for the non-savages. You'll get that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I mean, I don't know what I'm supposed, who I'm supposed to inspire, but it just... I don't I, know. I, I would like me. people... Just me. Uh, I guess, well, yeah, I can I can probably, I can talk to the people as far as in regards to like, you know, for, for people that don't know Beer Savage or don't understand, like, it is fun. It is, it's supposed to be inspiring. It's supposed to be funny, sarcastic, real. Uh-huh. Like, it's supposed to be about people that I promote and talk about. And, and I'm welcome to any new ideas to do stuff. Like, I'm always in the collaborative mindset. If people uh-huh. want to do things and have fun, it doesn't matter if you got 10 followers or 100,000. Like, I like to work with everybody. It's, it's yeah. fun. So. Okay. That's a spirit. But I got, I got nothing like nothing super inspiring. Just, no, that isn't. That's inspiring for people who want to. It, it doesn't matter how many followers people have. It's like, are you a good person to to work with, or you know? Yeah. It's all. It's all it is. The amount of people you meet in this world is going to be kind of like what the almost what your legacy is built on. Like, how do you know these people? What do you? What have you done to help, inspire, motivate? Just talk. Like, just there it is. There, yeah. there's the inspirational quote. <laughs> you did it. Hey, I appreciate it. Yeah, Let yeah. Spot with that, you know. Usually, public well, speaking is not my best uh, forte here, but ah, you did it. You did it. So, why? Well, thanks for your time. I know you got so many businesses to run today, and you know, yeah, inspire other call. savages. I got phone calls that I had to take, but I ignored it. Yeah. Okay, good. Tell him I said what's up. I will. <laughs> um, yeah, say hi to Jeff, and um, we'll talk some more soon. And yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you for having me on, and we should do uh, do this again. Actually, we should do. It will. Me, you, and Cameron on at the same time, and just start talking. <laughs> yeah, we will. We'll have some Lacroix. We'll have some decaf tea. I know. I was gonna have a beer, but I'm like, I don't know. Nine o'clock in the morning might be kind of kind of much. <laughs> yeah, not today, and not on not on a Thursday, but you know. Uh, yeah, what, yeah. What day is it? <laughs> I don't even know. This week I do, I do know because it's almost uh, Valentine's Day slash President's Weekend. So it can, sometimes holidays help me out, but that's a whole other story. But <laughs> yeah, right. All right, bro. Hey, thanks. We'll Josh. talk I, soon. I appreciate it, my friend. We'll talk. You got it. See you later, yeah, probably. what oh man all right it's been a long day my shift is almost done i'm still in the kitchen i'm done cooking for the day but now i have to do orders for the weekend uh i'm talking to chefs here i guess but don't you hate it when you're you think you're done with your work and then you see your you forgot to do your not forgot but i guess there's still more work to do your work is done but now there's work to do i guess anyone can relate moms parents coaches musicians, teachers, all that. There's when, once the job is done, that's when it time, it's time to start the, the rest of the work. If that makes sense. You know what I mean? If you're uh, in the kitchen after a long day and you're finally done cooking, everything's clean. Oh yeah. I got to get some food, make sure it's all organic, locally sourced. And I got to talk to like four different vendors to make sure I get all the right stuff. Anyways, I'm going to have to listen to something crazy to get me through this. As you may know, so what's it going to be? Hmm, let me see. Hmm. Uh, oh, I got the perfect thing. Check it. Did you ever see the concrete stairs of every day? 
mountain stone an undiscovered door leading to the gift of hope renewed eternity for you the masses of humanity have always had to suffer Businessman whose master plan controls the world each day is blind to indications of a species slow decay. Can't you see their lives are just like yours? An unturned stone, an undiscovered door leading to the gift of hope renewed, eternity for you. The masses of humanity have always had to suffer. To resign, this deformed society is part of the design. It'll never go away, it's in the cause that way. The masses of humanity have always, always had to suffer. my conversation with my good friend Tyler, the Beer Savage, a.k.a., well, maybe not a.k.a., but sometimes Sasquatch. Anyhow, the music that you heard there was uh, Tegan and Sarah covering Bad Religion's Suffer, and then just a little ditty, a a little ditty bop, uh, some beats and words and stuff that I put together just for fun, whatever. We can do that these days. We can have fun, okay? Don't worry about it. I was wearing a mask. And I hope to talk to you soon. So until then, check out the other episodes. Leave me a voice message. Give me a DM on Instagram at TheFamilyCast. Check our Patreon page for other perks and inside information. And be kind to one another. That's all we got left these days, right? Food and music is life, yes. But there's also other things in that life, like friends and good stuff. Okay, that's enough. Ciao.